Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 162. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westmouth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Where would you like to go next? Uh, it sounds like you wanted to go to the House of the Light? House of Light? House of Light is what we're calling House it. House of Light. Yeah, I would. I wonder what would be the best way for Hepa to get... She just walks in and asks questions. Yeah, but we should just go there and be like, look, we're elves. She does magic. You do magic. Uh, yeah, I could just be like, would anybody be interested in talking about magic? <laughs> but, like, you do healing magic, too. I mean, presumably they do magic. I don't know. It could be a religion. We might get strung up as witches, yeah. but... I don't know. That, that sounds like a good start to exciting. Well, I mean, we can just yeah. go to their thing and see what it looks like. They might be like... Information about magic, five gold. <laughs> Standard healing. Resurrection, one diamond. Talk to a scholar, ten gold. Got a question. Yeah, we can definitely check that out. Yeah, let's go over there and see what what their demeanor is. Is it like a building or a tent? I just assumed everything's in a tent, but... No, you're in a city. I For some reason, I, in my mind, they came for the festival. They will be present Ah, okay. to make sure anybody injured in the tournaments is treated. And, in fact, if you, like, walk around the, the grounds where the festival will take place, there is, like, a tent up. But that is not their permanent installation in town. Ah, okay. But somebody can easily point you in that direction. Right. I'm sure it's a big, prominent building. Yeah. And it is actually adjacent to the Earl's Tower. Oh, yeah, somebody mentioned they had a lot of books, but I'm not completely clear if we would have a sense that we could just go in and be like, hey, can we look at your books? Or, like, how that... Like, that's not the I sort of... I want to check your finances. Hang on. I mean, that's not the thing I would, like... The, right. Normally, Nobody would walk into Thrandalil's house and just be like, let me see your scrolls. Yeah. Yeah, or could I? You know, that sort of things. But I don't know if that would be anything I would think well, about. And, like, look, we're emissaries from our forest to their town, so it would make sense to exchange mutual ideas. Trick's just trying to help you sell it to them. That. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I think the House of Light, I'm very interested in seeing if they'll talk, but probably not. I, For some reason, the guy with the books is going to... In my mind, is my father, who's very interested, probably, in this sort of thing, but not everybody would be. So well, I don't know how to do that. We won't know until we find out. Yeah, but the House of Light, let's go over there and see what okay. that's about. So it, the building is adjacent to the Earl's Manor, and... It is a section that is all whitewashed walls. There's braziers hanging that are lit, even though it's daytime. Well, that's dumb. There's the House of Light. I guess so. And there's like a swirly pattern above the door with a blue crystal mounted in it. Hmm. You walk in, and it's almost like a shop. Like, there's a counter, and there's like... A teenager behind the counter. We haven't even gone into any shops. That's true, we haven't. <laughs> yeah, but you walked like past yeah, 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 them yeah. as you traveled around the town. So there's like there's like a, a teenager looking person at the counter. 
they're in brown robes, but they have like a stole draped over their shoulder, which is a, a white cloth, but they themselves are, are in brown robes. And they say, welcome to the house of light. Are you injured? Are you sick? And then they're like, double take. Oh. Elves. Please, welcome. Welcome. Well, I guess if Trick Manu doesn't say anything. Uh, Trick's just like, this is a weird place. And there's like seats, like waiting area. Somehow it's cross between, like, Trick doesn't have a concept of a hospital. Yeah. Either. It's like a cross between a shop and like a doctor's waiting area. Yeah. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for your kind welcome. Um, what would she, how would she jump into this? Innocently, like she does everything else. I am curious of your magics and how it may be similar or differ from Elvish. Is there somebody who would be willing to speak with me? Um, well, I, I must, unfortunately, I must man the, the counter here. But I can see whether Raisa is available to consult with you. She is our white mage here. And is that unacceptable? I, I apologize. I'm not clear on your customs. And by yours, she means human. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you, it's not every day somebody comes in asking these questions. So uh, I'll defer to Raisa. Please wait here one moment. Uh, they, they walk through like a swinging door. You got elves here with questions. <laughs> There's some elves up front. What? <laughs> Stop making up stories. They're, they're not injured either. So uh, then the apprentice comes back to the counter and is followed out by a human. She is in white robes. She's got uh, straight, dirty blonde hair. She's got tan skin. She's wearing a, a little shoulder cape type thing with a hood. That's back. And she does have a staff in her possession. And mm. it has a swirly pattern with a blue crystal in the middle. Okay. And the swirling pattern matches when we came in? It matches the swirling pattern above the door. It's like kind of like a, almost like a, a old-timey rose, like a bunch of curls with a blue crystal in the center. Welcome to the House of Light. I am Raisa. I understand that you have some questions about our work here. Oh, yes, thank you. I am Papillonia. Perhaps you would like to make a charm roll to establish oh, my pool. Yeah. I thought you were going to say a donation. <laughs> I also thought that. What's the difficulty on this? I don't think that she is tons of cool, but she does have a fair bit of presence, so it's going to be three purples. Oh, we'll see if we get kicked out of this place. Do I want to try to upgrade? You do get a blue die from Trick because Trick was trying to coach you on an approach. That we're emissaries or whatever, and I totally didn't use it at all. I oh, mean, actually, no, you don't get a blue die from Trick. Let's do this properly. Oh, you can borrow my presence or my. I have two ranks or three presents. You can borrow one of those. I have one rank in charm and two presents. So, so do you want a yellow and two greens or two yellows? I don't know. I think probably the two greens. greens? Uh, yeah, I think yellow and two greens is probably better. All right, let's try that then. Oh, three threats. So you failed with three threats. Mm -hmm. Trixie elves trying to steal our magic. Uh, so maybe I could try to think of what I actually say then. Yes, I'm Papillonia and from Esperin Forest. And I was curious about your human magic. 
Yeah, so that's a little off-putting, but then you have three threats, you said? Yeah, I guess they, they could use it to find my motives or whatever if they want, right? Um, I think what we're going to do here is we're going to say some people come in at this point and they actually have an injured person with them. Uh-huh. So she has to, like, brush you off in favor of, right. of, yeah, of yeah. dealing with the patient. So she is aware of your existence. But like now is not the time to like chit chat with her. Okay, so does that do I take strain or is you that don't just, take strain? Okay. It's just this, it gets shut down for now. Yeah, this encounter is shut down for now. Is it something that will they take them back or would I be able to watch how they do the medical? They shuffle them through the back door. Okay. To to deal with the injury. Okay. Well, some fool was juggling a knife, cut his own hand. <laughs> don't know where I got that fool idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do the duel, so I may be back later. <laughs> so this avenue is not currently shut down. It's shut right. down for now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things we're really supposed to be doing, but I just keep getting, Heppel just keeps getting distracted with questions okay. of whatever. we got to do all the things. <laughs> we have to ask all the questions. And it's probably getting late in the day by now. You don't have any arrangements made yet. Right, so we should find a place to stay. I don't know if we want to try to find the parting glass again. We walked around a whole bunch already, but... Maybe a little bit better feel in the city now. Probably far away from here, because this is the center, fancy part of town. So I'd be up for trying to find that. If we can't, we just find whatever other place. If you want to try to find the Pine Glass again yeah. from this new location, it's 3 Purple Streetwise. Or you can also go to the the working class part of town. You do know how to get there. I mean, we could at least stop for a meal. I don't think that we have like a timeline. Tell we run out of money, basically. Yeah, tell we run out of money, <laughs> which is going faster than you might think. <laughs> but we could spend several days and do some shopping. And well, that's a failure with three advantages. So I find somewhere else that's really nice, but it's definitely not the parting glass. The parting shot? Ah, so close. Or if you like, you can find the blacksmith shop. Oh, yes. That would actually be. Trip would like to know where that is, even if he's not going to go there right Because now. that's near where like the working class eateries and stuff are. Trick makes note of the barber the blacksmith shop. You recognize the symbol on the wooden sign hanging down. Also, this town, by the way, I forgot to mention it, is covered in red flags. Little, I don't mean like signs that things are bad. Uh, yes, yeah, so the pennant that you saw at Gumberdock's house is clearly the same pennant that is associated with the city. A flag of Wesnoth, a red triangle. Okay, so you... Find a place to eat dinner. Yep. What do you want to do? You want to just stay at this place, or you want to keep looking for... I, I think it's getting late. I think staying at this place makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't mind just even sitting in the tavern while we eat, just kind of watching people. Okay. I'm sure we will attract some attention ourselves. Being elves. Being weird elves here. You said this place is called the Parting Shot? Yeah, if that's too complicated because it's too similar to Parting Glass, it doesn't have to be. Instead, it could be called the shot glass. Okay. I said shot glass facetiously because that also has glass. Oh. oh, oh, I see. It's up to you. Look, I made up the name of a perfectly good tavern, and, uh, and I ruined it. you have failed to ask anybody where it is and simply wandered the streets looking for I it. I know, because it's a down low place, maybe. Oh, maybe we could use bribery next time to throw some money at it. I'm yeah, happy that's to, awesome. that's for possible. Little, since I'm the one that wants to leave the message. That is true. I mean, but this place is fine for today. All right, you're having dinner and staying the night at the Swamp Hen. The Swamp Hen, that sounds good. And there is other clientele here eating dinner. 
you're the only elves present. Everybody else here are humans. Have we seen any non-humans? Like either dwarves or... At this point, yeah. no. You have not seen any dwarves here. Uh, nor have you seen any other elves. No Saurians. You have not seen any Saurians, no. Is a, is a swamp hen an actual animal? Yes, there's a picture of one on the sign. Okay. Like a chicken or whatever? It's kind of like a chicken. It's like a waterfowl. <laughs> it, it is a form of... Water bird? Yeah. I don't just mean it is a chicken in the water. Right. Swamp hen is a real creature. And, you know, you have a perfectly acceptable amount of food, and for one gold, you have food and your lodging are covered. Congratulations. One gold each? Yes, one gold each. Do you attempt to gain any information about this town while you are at this place? Like, you, you don't need to talk to people if you don't want to. You can listen in to people. Eavesdropping yeah. is fine. Or if you just want to swipe to the next day, you can do that as well. A little bit of discussion might be good. We'll find out more about the Merivir person, but I feel like that would be really inappropriate to ask about directly. Try to find the right way to frame a question to get at that information without directly talking about it. Okay. You could start with that we had traveled through and met a farmer who talked about, uh, I think the refugees was sort of the thing, but talked about the battles and stuff. That's true. Okay. curious about any like notable figures that are still in the city or something No, that's like a that. good that's a good question. If there was any older individuals or people who looked like that, battle scars. Okay. Might try to politely ask, tell good, good sir or madam, I can't tell. <laughs> um, know any good war stories? Yes. Well, did you did you happen to fight in the against Mount Rap at all? All right, please make a charm check. Two purples. That is a failure and a threat. They don't want to talk about it. Or there's nobody here. You like choose somebody who looks like beat up, but they're it's not at all combat related. You know, it's like it's like <laughs> I've been a dock worker for like my whole life. And, yeah, I worked like, in a sawmill. That's how I lost this. Great fell on me. Ooh. Oh, no, yeah, crates, yeah. bad news. <laughs> yeah, better hope there's no potatoes in those. Right? Oh, my God, I had a crate fall on the bottom of a river once. It was terrible. Probably <laughs> still there. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Ain't going anywhere. Treasure of Mary Ellen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you don't get anything. You jump check failed. And, yep, uh, that's fine. This is just a, a random location that you managed to find, and you do not luck into anything based on those rolls. Unless you want to flip a story point and have somebody convenient be in here and take notice of you. I don't think I want to spend that. What about you, Heppa? Well, I think Heppa's just curious about stuff, and she's curious about what she might be able to be curious about, but I don't know that I have anything in particular at this point. I mean, you can flip a story point and just see what... See what Jen has plotted? Yeah. What, I feel like it, might, it would be rude not to. Jen. Or you can say it's the next day and you go to look for the things that you said you would look for. Well, yes, I think, that, <laughs> I think that's what makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, Hepa's just kind of, at this point, I think, observing. She can see what the farmer's life is like, what people here are like, you know. It's been a busy day of new experiences and you guys call it a night and go to sleep. Any new hair color she hasn't seen. In this location? Or skin colors. Uh, height. This has been a wide variety of heights. This is the first time you said height is at all of interest to you. <laughs> and skin colors that you have seen wandering around the town range from your level of paleness to way past Trick's level of, of okay, so all brownish of them. tannishness. 
but nobody that's like green with purple hair or anything like that just like everybody's skin seems to be on a range of brownish and pinkish nobody seems to have skin that is a color of the rainbow so okay so at this point i think maybe she's getting enough variety of at least whatever's around here as far as races and stuff to kind of have an idea of what a general human is going to look like that she can at this point tell it probably nobody has purple skin okay that's what i'm gonna decide she's still curious but i think at this point if something is more out of the ordinary she might take note okay swipe to morning swipe to morning you have a day to do stuff before the full bloom festival Cap strain yes sleep in a proper abode yes you actually roll to recover strain okay as you are in a brand new location and is not as completely restful as... Yeah, it's not a nice little forest. Yep. On the first night, you don't sleep. So, tomorrow is the festival. Today is a chance to do other things in town before festival activities. Alright. I want to check out this blacksmith who was, must have been one of the refugees. Presumably made these knives. Now, do I know... This one I've had forever. Okay. And the other one, Hepa found. You found this one. In the Hissenham room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it matched your knives. Was that your mother's? Presumably. Okay. Oh, who knows? Maybe it was just given to me when I was too young to remember. I remember <laughs> always having this knife. <laughs> like the, the elven tradition of giving babies knives. <laughs> Maybe it's a human tradition. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, I mean, that helps Hepa know whether, like, the significance of the knife and the blacksmith. I, I don't think the knife itself is significant. I mean, it's a nice knife. And I guess the dwarvish fellow was saying, you know, it's human knives are okay. Is it common in our village to have human knives? There is some weaponry that you guys have that is manufactured elsewhere. Right. Um, acquired via trade. But it is significant that his knife has the same blacksmith mark as the village. Clearly, it is somehow related to, to his early life. So it seems like it is likely to do some like yeah. associated with your mother somehow. It's, there's a good chance of that. So if you find someone who knows more, uh, what was on your agenda for the day, Eva? Well, House of Light seems like maybe kind of a busy place, so yeah, maybe something to, busy. to investigate later. I don't know, it might be nice to just kind of go through some of the shops and see what sorts of wares they may have. That's a good idea. I mean, we might find something interesting or useful to back to the village bring back i don't know quite where to go to find out any information that we're looking for yeah it's like house of blade is probably your best bet or maybe elric would actually know at the parting class yeah that's true still do want to see these horse lords yeah well you just have to wait for so quick but you're right the house of light well i don't know why i would think the house of light might have information on the fancy skeleton yeah, I, you know, I get the sense, just from their imagery, that they're not fans of skeletons, but <laughs> they might look scant at someone asking around about such a thing. Uh, I mean, remember uh, Ketchin's, what, warning? He Who's did, of Alderman will not understand. He did give us a recommendation of somebody that may be able to help, so that, yeah. I think it makes sense to try to find So maybe Alderman. talking to, to that fellow, try to see where that place is at lunch. All right, off to the blacksmith then. Okay, the blacksmith is not far away. You passed it when you were finding the swamp pen. And the... Sideways horseshoe. I don't know. I'm just making up a... Did you already say what this tool looked like? 
I did not describe it, but it does not make sense for it to be a horseshoe. Okay. Yeah, Dan. Of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, Dan doesn't know why it doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> probably Trick will very shortly learn why it doesn't make sense when he asks some questions. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I'm glad that there's a reason. Let's talk to him, and then you can probably figure out what yeah. it is. But not a horseshoe. Not a horseshoe. That's your first hint. So that one's for free. You enter. She's like, I prepared for everything except for what the symbol is. But she knows what his hair color is going to be, I bet you. He's probably bald. He is bald. <laughs> the blacksmith symbol is a swirling spiral in. Okay. Somewhat similar to a snail type type look is the symbol that is etched on the knives that you've looked at and is hanging on the door. There are examples of the wares affixed to the sign and they do include horseshoes. They're all <laughs> they're all springs. Especially <laughs> the clockmaker actually. Yeah. And inside there is an older looking human. You've looked at enough humans now. You have a sense of person has age. Like older than the farmer? This person, although bald, he has gray eyebrows and a gray goatee. He is bulky and strong looking, and he has dark brown skin. He has a few scars, looks like blade, blade mark type thing, so a few scars that look like they are combat scars. When you enter, he's got some tongs in better condition than your own tongs. Right. Oh, did I? Do I still have those? Yes. Oh, excuse me, my lord. Did you lose these? Are they the same kind of tongs that he's using? Yes. You had tongs that were like the kind for like putting something into fire. Okay. That's good to know. Can I make a medicine check for his health? Yes. He's older, but also kind of healthy. Yes. You may make a medicine check. It is one purple and a black for observing from a distance. Older, yeah, yeah. But jacked. And you've got a knack for creepily observing humans. Yeah. (laughs) Five successes, but a threat. So maybe it's a little hot here. (laughs) Maybe it's getting hot here. (laughs) The blacksmith's not wearing a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to take a, a strain for your threat there. Yeah. Because the environment is very warm. It's hopefully it's not that I found out that he's got the plague or something. No, he actually, he looks healthy. He is strong. He is moving quite comfortably around. You enter the store and there's like a jingle jingle from the chimes. He calls out to his apprentice, comes running from the back room. He glances, he, he first calls out to the apprentice, like customers, and then he looks up from his forge, and he sees it's you two. And so he calls to the apprentice to take over at the forge. What, why don't you take a hand at the forge? I think you're ready. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, you need the practice. You, you can handle. These are just these are just straightforward horseshoes. And uh, yeah, bad horseshoes anyway. Wipes his hand. Not <laughs> not my favorite thing to build. He wipes his hands down on his his leather apron. And he steps over to like his his counter type type area, and and he says. Because uh, everybody probably thinks we're rich because we're elves. What what brings elves here? Uh, a lot of things, I guess. Looking uh, for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted to check the you're the you're the owner of this shop. Yes, yes. That's your symbol. Like I'll plump my knife. This is your symbol. Ah, oh, yes. 
and he's like, oh, one of my blades. Uh, is it giving you problems? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lifetime warranty. Yeah. What about this one, the rusted one? This re- You haven't really been taking good care of this. Which one is it that you're showing him? I'm showing him my, okay. my knife. Uh, yes, and like the dwarven blacksmith person, he's like, it could stand to be a better sharpened. And, uh... Yeah, it's a good all-purpose knife, though. Uh, it's been super well, a little, little flourish. Those are not toys. <laughs> Believe me, I know. You know I have healing and medicine. I didn't know you were insured. It was one good point. It healed yeah. overnight, but yes, okay. you have, like, the scab on your hand. Yep. <laughs> Important to learn one's lesson. Uh, no, actually, we're from Esperin Forest, uh, practically right next door. Used to be, well, still is, I believe Hesimar was next to it, and I want to gauge his reaction. Hissenham? Hissenham, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you work so hard to make up this stuff, and we're just like... Names are so hard. I guess he'll make a cool check. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. What's your perception? Yeah, that's a... Uh, oh, three. He has failed his cool check with threat, and he Ooh, says... I didn't mean to put him through. Oh, man. That's what I get. Well, you're two elves that just came in and yeah, asked about his and ham. A little bit forward. And so uh, he, he he calls over to his apprentice, and he says, you know what, just just let those sit. Go pull more water from the from the well. I don't mean to interrupt her. This is why I stick with Trick Manu. He knows all the interesting things to ask. Oh, boy. I, I don't mean to upset you, sir. But I do mean to get your attention. You have my attention. As I said, we are from Esprit Forest. Is there some new problem? No, no, no. I, I think things are actually good. The area is recovering well. Uh, we, the old problems. <laughs> yes, we stepped through that area on our way. We've left yeah. it alone. We saw the, the stone. It's very respectful. Uh, I do appreciate that. Do you just make a charm check? Sure. Oh, it is cool. It is established, too. Right. And he had two threats, so you can have a blue die on your check. Five advantages. So he's... There's, there's this anima, base level animosity or tension. So. Yes. That you're unable to, like, friendly away. Yeah, I'm digging up some, some old wounds. But you do have five advantages. Yes. Can you find out one of his motivation things or whatever? I think his motivation is to forget the past. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good use of these advantages for a failed charm check. You, you have thrown him off, and you have brought some up something that he was not expecting to to deal with, and so your charming approach is not sufficient to get him to like open up. But okay. you have advantages. And so if there's... I could, I could go with another approach. I said we went through the area. There wasn't any trouble yet. But I'm concerned that there might have been meddling in dark magics in that area. Any information you might have about what had happened there, the circumstances of how you had to leave, if anyone in town had meddled in such affairs, that would help us know... Or any places you might have felled necromancers. Guess we need to return and try to dig up another staff. Uh, so I feel like this is deception, because like, we know the area was, as far as talking about Moses, there was nothing left. There was no active undead threat there. Yeah, you're definitely making up stuff here. So you can switch to deception, and you can have two blue dice. You had five advantages before. What is his vigilance? 
I think his vigilance is just two purples. Would you like to spend? I will spend one. Success with a threat. You're going to take that as strain? I'll take that as strain. Okay. So now you have given him a reason to believe why elves are here. Yes. Which is elves are here because, oh no, there's been some more creepy stuff there. Yes. Okay. Not, we're here to punish you. Not, we're here to punish you. Long arm of elvish justice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't switch to coercion. No. But also, you're not here to, like, gain information about other refugees. You have given him a fake reason. Yes. So, he says, well, as far as as we know, like, uh, he doesn't know of any undead activity since everything went down with Mount Ravenel. Certainly, you know, there was a group of the skeletons that chased us out of Hissenham, and a portion of them peeled off into your forest, which I'm sure you all put down. And I know you had one threat on that roll. Yeah. So he doesn't say which I'm sure you all put down. He says something a little more jabby than that, which I'm sure you you all could have put down if you had bothered to stay and fight, is what he says. Unlike his people, which didn't They're both your people. I know. I mean, I would have run screaming, so... It's the elvish way. Yeah, yeah. That's not just me. So Cersei says, you know, we, we were forced to retreat, and the main force pursued us all the way here, where those of us who were able to fight or to learn joined Quedry's host. When he says, like, or to learn, does he, like, glance over and there's, like, he still has a sword or a mace on the wall somewhere? No, he actually glances over at a pile of horseshoes. Uh, that was his role. <laughs> Shouting the horses for the entire army. <laughs> <laughs> I never have to see a horseshoe again. Well, but now he works in the, the city. Yeah. So. so he says those who could fled across the Weldon, but he and, and some of the others stayed to keep up the fight. You know, just because his and him was a lost cause doesn't mean that, again, he makes a, a comment about, you know, folding and retreating. And, you know, like, it was it was a fight that needed to be fought, but even, even Guadri's troops were forced to retreat. And the campaign lasted a couple of years. There was fighting in the this area here. I'm sure there's still battle scars remaining in the, the hills around here. Indeed, I- Felled two zombies not a month past. That's disturbing to hear that they're active again. You're supposed to have all of... I mean, I was there when the day Mount Ravenel fell. Oh, I, this is interesting. That actually catches Trick's attention. Everything on the field just collapsed when he turned into his... I feel like I need to like, pour him a drink. And... Yeah, I was going to say I wonder if we should invite him to dinner or something, but I don't know how Peppa would have inserted that in. Yeah, that is a tale I would very much like to hear if you're willing to share, sir. I understand it was a, a trying time for everyone. Perhaps you could join us for dinner. Uh, and he's like, how about lunch? Like, I'm, I'm not going to get any more work done today. Oh, right. I guess it's not even dinner time yet. Sorry for interrupting your, your work. Looks like it was just a horseshoe, though. He calls back to his apprentice, and he says um, that the front of the shop is closed up, that there had better be a dozen new horseshoes when he gets back from lunch. So he shuts down shop, closes the door, flips the design to back close, in. and starts walking with purpose in any direction. Okay, I mean, he knows where to go. 
Allie's getting a little darker. Interesting. That's when we get jumped. <laughs> it's an hang gang. He had like a he's has a special whistle or something that he's like telling people, and it's they're all blacksmiths. So we get beaten. The blacksmith gang. <laughs> get beat with hammers. <laughs> they don't even need hammers. Asking too many questions, huh? They just pop our heads with their hands. Um, I would like to try some like streetwise. To, like, could I find my way back based oh, on the? Oh, okay. Uh, I think two is fine. One advantage. I'll recover some strain. This is interesting, though. It's a maze. How about, are you being quiet and just letting Trick do things? Are you yeah, I mean, being I'm, observant? I mean, while we're walking, I'm not quite sure. It seems odd if we're just like, he's walking with purpose and we don't say anything. Wouldn't it? I, I don't know. I interpret he's walking with purpose. He's like, he's moving quick. Hopefully in conversation, it's actually slightly more difficult. Or but maybe he has a specific place. I assume he has a specific place he's taking us. If we're walking fast enough that it seems like conversation would be odd, then I just probably look around. <laughs> Where are we going? What is it? You know, what's around here? What are, you know? Okay, well then you you can make a streetwise roll as well to see if you will be able to retrace this route. One advantage in a failure. Okay. You don't need to recover any strain, do you? I do have one strain, but I have second wind, so oh, okay. I can just use that. If well, you have anything you want to do with an advantage. But I don't know what streetwise is as far as like what kind of information it would give me as compared to like okay maybe you, I just could tell what kind of part of town we're in or I I would say you are or his general demeanor or any any he's moving the conversation to a a less public place but that would be probably what I would have gotten with a positive streetwise check right or the streetwise check you would have gained familiarity with this part of town okay but you have advantage here you do not feel threatened by this part of town. Okay. Alleys are getting, like, closer together and stuff like that, but there aren't, like, shifty people moving around. You don't think an ambush is imminent. Your your advantage is, like, you, you still feel safe and everything. Right. But he's moving this conversation away from, like, his place of business. Right. So probably he doesn't want to be in a tavern. <laughs> he's not leading you into an ambush. <laughs> he has a particular destination in mind. Swipe to destination. Yes, it has a sign hanging out the front of it that is a glass. It is the parting glass. Well, that worked out. Yeah, it did. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for West North video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0 part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.